Welcome to the Dewhawk Digest, the podcast for all things Loris College. In this episode, we will talk about Project Rooted, a nonprofit organization in Dubuque that provides fresh meals to children in the community. I'm Robert Waterbury, Assistant Director of Campus Communications, and joining me is Whitney Sanger, a Loris alumna and co-founder of Project Rooted. Dewhawk Digest. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm excited to be here and talk a little bit about Project Rooted. Well, let's get right into it. What, uh, for those who are unaware of, of Project Rooted, what, what is it all about? Yes, so Project Rooted is a new nonprofit here in the community. Um, we're 501c3 pending. When I mean brand, when I mean new, I mean brand new. So we were actually incorporated in February. Um, we went on this venture full force. Uh, so we're made up an all-volunteer board. I'm co-founder along with Kevin Sharp, who is the um, chef and owner at Brazen Open Kitchen. Uh, together, we came together with this idea of we wanted more kids to have connections with the foods that they were eating. Um, and that's from seed to composting, so the full cycle of food. So it all started with that. Little did we know that our first project would be a very large one and a huge undertaking, um, but we're quite excited with where we're at today. Okay, so the kind of hinted at a little bit the origin. So who's so what really sparked the idea to to get it going? Yeah, being parents, I think, really sparked the idea. I'm a mom to four kids. Uh, Kevin is a mom to two, or sorry, a father to two kids, um, and we really had both had that passion for food. So we work in the same industry, which is travel and tourism, which is how I know Kevin Sharp. Uh, we got together one day, just sat down, had a conversation. I told him how I wanted to leave a legacy and what some of my goals were. And he had those same exact visions and goals as I did. So we sat down, we said, how can we make this happen? What does it look like? What can we do? Uh, it took off a month later. Um, we started moving on the organization. We formed a full board, which is now 15 members. Um, so it was quite a process that involved a lot of moving parts. It's a new um, venture for both of us. We both work uh, different jobs. We have full-time jobs, but this was a, a nonprofit that we believed in. Okay, so what? Uh, we'll get into the current situation in a second, but when, when you did launch it, what was the idea? What was the idea for how, how would you go about providing the meals? To, to, to so our, our main goal um, for Project Rooted, a huge piece of it, so our mission, let's go back to our mission. Our mission is connecting kids to real food from the ground up. So I mentioned that uh, Project Rooted wants to connect kids to food starting from the seed. A lot of that had to do with the education part of things and educating our children and our youth on where their food comes from, how it's grown, where it's gone, grown, the work that and the process that it takes um, to get to the, even their table. A lot of kids fully don't understand that whole cycle, that life cycle of the food. So we wanted to first go back to that and to help guide them and help give them a better understanding of food and also try to push them or excite them to try new foods too. 
Um, there's so many wonderful vegetables and fruits that are just aren't put in front of them. So our goal was to do a little bit of that as well um, and expose them to more than what they're currently exposed to. And maybe some have tried it and then others have not. So we're really working to broaden their horizons. Okay, and so how, how are you able to connect with, with the kids uh, initially? So what, what gets them, what connects them to Project Root? How do you, how do you get them, how do you get in front of them to, to kind of share this information? We haven't yet. That's the, other than the project that we're doing right now, um, like I said, we started in February and it takes a while to kind of get things off the ground and come up with an idea um, of how you want it to look. We do have some projects in the works that would get in front of kids. Um, one of them is we have a seed sharing program. So it's called Planting the Seeds for Rooted um, and it's also called My Rooted Project. So it can be a little bit of both. We have hashtags that go along with it. Um, but we have 2000 seeds that are coming and going to be distributing throughout the community. And that is to family and kids. Um, right now more than ever, I think gardening is gonna be a huge need. Um, and it's going to be something that a lot of people are going to be doing, especially because we have more free time at home. So we're planning on doing that um, more virtually and doing some education components to that. But before all this happened and before COVID-19, we wanted to have raised garden beds throughout the community. So we had four raised garden beds built um, with the help of local partners. So we teamed up with Spawn and Rose, who provided all the lumber for free. And then we had the Boy Scouts actually build these raised garden beds and they will be placed throughout the community. Uh, so we have one going to St. Mark's Youth Enrichment. They have a summer academy. Um, so it's their Youth Enrichment Academy in the summer. My kids actually go there. And there's gonna be an education part to that summer academy as far as gardening goes. So we'll provide all the tools and the means necessary to make the garden happen. And we'll also provide the education uh, to give them experiences while they're there over the summer. And then we'll have three other beds um, that we're looking for homes right now. Um, and those will be in the community as well. Okay, so with the, the pandemic and kind of all the massive change that's undergone society that you weren't really anticipating, what is, what is your focus right now? Our focus right now as an organization um, was to fill an immediate need. Before school was even canceled, I just, we had this thought in our head is what is, what's going to happen for all these kids who rely so heavily on school meals? That may be their only meal that they have in the whole entire day. Um, so when you take that away, what does that look like in their daily lives? And then you take, you consider the fact that a lot of parents are laid off from their jobs um, or they're working full time at home and trying to make all ends meet. Uh, two working parents trying to figure out what the kids are going to eat for lunch can be a huge hassle. So we had all those thoughts running through our head. So before it was canceled, we said, in the event that school is canceled, we are going to provide no-cost meals to kids. We originally anticipated that maybe that was going to be maybe between 100 and 150 meals per day. And so we budgeted, as an organization, a very little amount. Little did we know that first day I shared that post, it was just on Facebook, it got over 100,000 impressions and 1,000 shares. So right then we're like, oh my gosh, I think this is a bigger need than we ever anticipated it would be. So then we started thinking more of like, okay, how can we increase this? How much can we handle? How do we make it work? 
um, and we had the idea, let's bump it up to 3.30. We can do 3.30, we'll get, some, we'll get some donors that can help us out. We'll make this happen, we'll budget a little bit more. Um, we started off doing 330 meals and continue to see the increase. So these no-cost meals um, are served at Convivium Urban Farmstead. Uh, Project Rooted funds them um, and community support as well. Okay, so this is, it's a big undertaking to do, especially when you're, it's bigger than what you anticipated. So what's the, what, what's the, what has been the, what's the reaction that you've seen from either the, the families that have come in or just the community in general? The reaction that we've seen has only been positive. Uh, when we, the first week that we did this, like I said, we, one, let's kind of go back, asking for volunteers, because being an all-volunteer board, we need volunteers to make this happen. The amount of support and people that reached out and said, how can I help? what can I do, where do you need me, was absolutely amazing. And that was the biggest component that we needed to make it work. So we're so thankful for that. It is a very large production um, every single day. Uh, we have our max amount of people that you can have in the room, which is 10 volunteers. Um, and it's one big giant assembly line. Um, we have to get 300 lunches done by 10 a.m., which is a lot. <laughs> Um, so it's all hands on deck from the time that we get there at 8 a.m. until um, we get those lunches out uh, for the kids to serve. And we have six different locations as well. Um, so that's been something that we've, we've expanded to. So we just started off with one location originally, which was Convivium Urban Farmstead. From there, we realized there was gap, so many gaps in other areas. So then we reached out to Resources Unite to see if they wanted to have some of the lunches there that they could distribute covering the West End of Dubuque. We also reached out to the West Dubuque School District and said, hey, what do you need? And realized there was a gap there as well. Um, the school district is restricted to the amount of um, free or reduced lunches that where they can serve. So it has to go along those federal guidelines where we're not restricted to that. So we have a little bit more flexibility to serve where the need actually is, um, which has been a huge component. So you're really, it's beyond Dubuque. It's, it's, the, the, it's the county you're kind of reaching out to beyond just the, just beyond the city of Dubuque itself. Yeah, we have a location in Piasta Elementary uh, West Dubuque High School, and then also Drexler Middle School. So we cover Farley, Epworth, and Piasta, which is great. Um, we do about 50 lunches at each of those sites. We do another 100 at Resources Unite, and then we do another 50 at Romper Stompers, and the remaining is at Convivium. Um, so we really are scattered as far as we can go um, to really cover those needs. And then we also do home deliveries for any families that don't have transportation or have any health concerns where they're not able to leave their home. Um, we make sure that food is delivered on their doorstep uh, for the amount of kids that they have. So it's, it's been really working well. Um, we couldn't have done it without community support. I'm 100% sure of that. We've had some amazing donors and people who stepped up um, and who have really made an impact uh, through whether it be donations or volunteering um, or helping us with other resources, grants. I mean, there's a whole lot of moving parts to this and that community has been a, a huge component. Okay, and with this current situation, and obviously we don't know when when things are gonna change or kind of get back to what we 
consider the normal. Um, does this impact what your overall vision is? Do you see anything like this continuing or is it all kind of fluid as of yet? We, when we started off on this venture, we promised three weeks. That was how long school was canceled at the time being. It was, you have three weeks to figure this out and we figured it out. But what we realized was there was such a great need. If we were to step back, what would, again, what would that look like for the community? Where would they get their resources? What happens to the people who can't drive? What happens to the people that are walking to these locations to pick up lunches? So we made the decision um, as a board uh, to continue our mission and continue to push forward for the no-cost lunches. Um, it may look slightly different, um, but we're still going to be here each and every day making sure that kids are fed. Okay, so if anybody is interested in supporting Project Rooted, whether it's volunteering or financial support, how can they, where can they go to, to reach out to you and, and do what they can to help out? Yes, there are so many ways. The biggest resource and the way to contact us is honestly Facebook. Um, that's where we've been able to reach the most people. Um, so they can send us a message on Facebook. Just look up Project Rooted. You'll find us. I post pictures of our lunches every day, which is a lot of fun, too, so they can check out what we're serving every day. Um, but they can help by volunteering. Just contact me. Again, go to that Facebook page. Send us a message, um, and then we'll get them set up to be a volunteer. We are very cautious about who volunteers, too, and the amount of people that we have in a room just to follow. Make sure we're following those restrictions, too, and making sure everyone's very healthy. Um, and then otherwise, financial contributions are always a huge, huge help that continues to push, push us even further and continue week to week to week. And also to follow our mission and providing healthy and nutritious meals for these kids. So like I said, our mission is connecting kids to real food and that real food is a huge component of what our lunches are. So making, we ha making sure we have a lot of vegetables, making sure we have a lot of fruits, whole grains, healthy proteins and things like that in it. So the financial contribution helps us continue, continue that mission and they can do that on our GoFundMe page and just look at Project Rooted. Um, we have a Venmo account at Project Rooted um, and then we also have, um, they can do a check and drop it down to us if they want or mail it. Um, and we currently bank at Premier. So some people who don't want to have any contact at all have been also um, depositing there too, to support the mission. Okay, so multiple ways to get a hold of you, whether it's your Facebook yep. page, the GoFundMe page, or right through your Premier Bank account. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Whitney, thank you so much for taking time. And it's not like you don't have anything going on. So you're taking the time out to chat with me is, is greatly appreciated. And I know uh, the Loris community is going to be excited to hear about what you're doing. And knowing Loris, there's going to be a lot of support coming your way. Awesome. And I'm a Loris grad myself. So I am definitely a huge, huge Loris supporter. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Whitney. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. All right. And uh, thank you to all who listened into our discussion. You can find more news and features on the Loris community every day at the Loris Daily website at daily.loris.edu. We hope you'll join us for the next Dewhawk Digest. Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other and go Dewhawks. Hawks.